Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Hand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievable histories. The story I have for you today is all of those things and it is in fact some things more such as chemistry. So, strap in, get ready. Here's how the story begins. The year is 1982 and there is a man who has just arrived in the Caribbean country of Haiti. His name is Wade Davis and he is 28 years old. He is an ethnobotanist from Harvard University and he's come to Haiti looking for answers to some very strange questions. The questions he is answering are these. Number 1 are zombies real and number 2 if they are then how does a person become a zombie the reason wade davis has come to haiti is because 2 years earlier in 1980 a woman called angelina narcis is approached by a man in her village this man has a vacant look in his eyes he's disheveled and he's shuffling he comes up to her and then he says something that is shocking he tells her his name is clavius narcis now the reason this is shocking is because clavius narcis was her brother who had died 18 years ago now as he keeps talking to her he reveals things that only clavius would know he tells her a nickname that he used to have as a kid he tells her other things that only the family would know and slowly she starts realizing that the person in front of her is actually quite possibly her brother and then he tells her a most frightening story now here's the story he tells her clavius narcis had indeed died in 1962 he had walked into a hospital he was in bad shape over the last few days he had had fevers body aches and he had started vomiting blood as he gets into this hospital he is looked after by doctors but his condition starts deteriorating eventually he has respiratory failure he slips into a coma and then two days later he passes away he's kept in cold storage for a while and here's the crazy part clavius narcis tells his sister that he was conscious through all of this he could hear the doctors making that pronouncement he could hear his sister's weeping and then he was conscious through the cold storage conscious in the coffin as the coffin was lowered into the ground he then shows her a scar on his face and he tells her that this scar was caused by a nail that had been driven into the coffin later he says that in some time he doesn't know how long but the grave was dug up and he saw 
a bokor and his henchmen looking down at him a bokor is a haitian witch doctor a voodoo practitioner he is brought out by the bokor and he's revived he's given something to eat and then he doesn't remember very much what he does remember after that is that he was taken to a sugar plantation where the bokor and his henchmen had kept several other zombies and they worked at this plantation for the next 2 years after that the bokor passed away and all the zombies fled from this plantation 16 years later he had returned as angelina looks at this man she realizes that he is indeed her brother and he is also a zombie the word zombie has several origins one of them comes to us from congo where there's a word called enwumbi which means the soul of a dead person now in popular media the zombie of course is described as a rotting reanimated corpse that does not have a soul or a brain or any kind of personality of the previous occupant of the body haiti had always been a hotbed for stories of zombies these stories are part of the lore of the land people reported sightings of zombies and rumors always persisted about their existence but so far they had always been considered an urban legend in the country that was until the appearance of clavius narcis because for once a story had transcended legend and presented evidence there were records of his hospitalization there was proof of his death two physicians had signed his death certificate there had been a body and it had been buried and yet 18 years later here he was impossibly and inexplicably alive it was such a sensational story that it spread like wildfire throughout haiti it went everywhere and eventually the story reaches the ears of two psychiatrists their names were nathan klein and lamarck duyon now both of them have been in haiti for a while and they've heard these stories of zombies there were several reports many many rumors of zombies and their existence but for the first time they have the rarest of rare cases they have a zombie with something to back it some proof some evidence so they reach out to clavius narcis and the first thing they do is they try to eliminate the possibility that this person is an imposter they do this by asking several questions cross verifying the information with the relatives and soon they are relatively certain that clavius narcis is who he claims to be and that opens the door to the possibility that zombies are real now with that these two psychiatrists also learn of a folk poison something that was potent enough to make a person seem like he was dead convincing enough to fool two physicians and then it was not so potent that it would kill the person but the person could later be revived now these two psychiatrists start looking for the folk poison but try as they might they just can't find it they knew they needed help and that's where wade davis comes in at the time wade davis was 28 and he was at harvard 
studying to be an ethnobotanist he was studying under a man called richard schultz who was the father of ethnobotany richard schultz described this branch of science as being the study of plants as they are used by different cultures across the world this discipline is basically at the intersection of anthropology botany and chemistry the two psychiatrists they reach out first to richard schultz and they ask him would you like to come and investigate this unbelievable case richard schultz unfortunately at the time was occupied with something else he didn't have the time to come down to haiti and which is why he asked his understudy wade davis if he would like to go and wade davis jumps on the opportunity Wade Davis reaches Haiti with several of his own opinions and ideas but he knows that if he has to get to the bottom of this he has to keep an open mind. Now Wade Davis has heard of this folk poison and he is told that the best way to get it would be to reach out to a bokor. Now he has two tasks in front of him. First he has to find a bokor who could make this zombie powder and secondly he has to get this bokor or this haitian witch doctor to trust him enough to reveal this closely guarded secret now as time would go by wade davis would slowly start realizing that this search for the legendary zombie powder was going to prove to be tougher and more harrowing than he had ever imagined so he starts his search in Haiti and he's directed towards a bokor called Marcel Pierre. Marcel Pierre was a Haitian witch doctor, but apart from that he was also a man of ill repute who used to run a bordello in Haiti. This man was uh, not known to be a very pleasant character and several people told Wade Davis to be extremely careful in his negotiations. Wade Davis goes up to Marcel Pierre and he asks him if he can concoct this zombie powder. Pierre agrees. But he says that he'll charge a significant fee. Once this amount is agreed on Marcel Pierre begins his work. He takes Wade Davis around Haiti and uh, Wade Davis watches as this guy picks several ingredients, ingredients that includes human bones which he puts into a mortar. and then he crushes with a pestle now as wade davis is watching this there is a growing unease in him because all the ingredients that he sees going into this mixture he knows that none of them have the capacity to produce the effects that he's looking for wade davis is slowly realizing that he is being swindled now he has several options at this point he could drop marcel pierre and try to approach a second bokor and ask that person to make a fresh batch but he knows that if he starts doing this he will be branded as a north american who's gullible and easy to fool instead he decides to confront marcel pierre here's what he does One afternoon he walks into Pierre's bordello. There are several people there. And in front of those people, he loudly denounces Pierre as being a fraud. Insulted in public, Pierre's pride is prickled. 
and he gets very upset he immediately says that of course he's not a fraud he knows how to make this powder he then reaches behind his bar picks out another fresh sample and hands it to wade davis wade davis takes the sample and pours some of it out onto his palm to examine it and as he does this marcel pierre looks at him and chillingly says you're a dead man but davis decides to call his bluff again he says that this is not the real thing at this point pierre tells him that if you doubt my abilities why don't you do one thing meet me tomorrow i'll make a preparation just for you wade davis takes him up on this offer the next day he is called to a temple when he gets there marcel pierre hands him a bottle in this bottle he can see several bits and pieces bobbing around there are seeds there are pieces of wood and debris he doesn't know what's in this and he doesn't know how dangerous it is then pierre instructs him to drink it davis uncorks the bottle the liquid reeks and then without thinking twice davis chugs it there is silence in the temple and then the silence is broken by pierre's hysterical laughter pierre tells him all of this was a challenge a test and wade davis has proved that he is serious about finding the zombie powder and so marcel pierre now announces to him that now he is going to make him the real stuff soon after this wade davis is summoned to a cemetery he comes there at midnight and he sees that marcel pierre is there at the cemetery with his henchmen and they're digging up a grave they're going to use the bones of a person from this graveyard in the mixture he then accompanies pierre and his henchmen as they collect further ingredients they pick out leaves from several plants they have two iridescent lizards and a toad now this toad is highly toxic but davis notes that even though it is toxic it's not enough to create the effect of zombification it's after this point that a henchman that's making this powder puts something in it that makes wade davis's eyes go big because the henchman has just put in this mixture dried puffer fish and just like that everything starts to click into place for wade davis the puffer fish is a fish that's found very commonly in tropical waters and it gets its name from its ability to suck in water into its elastic stomach which makes it puff up to several times its size now this fish as silly as it looks is also pretty deadly because it contains a poison called tetrodotoxin or ttx Now tetrodotoxin is a fairly deadly poison and there are several instances of human beings coming in contact with it because 
the puffer fish is a delicacy in Japan. In Japan, it's known as fugu and trained chefs are needed to prepare this fish because the chef really needs to know where the poison is, how to extract it and what portions to feed to diners. When they get it right, they leave just the right amount of poison in the meal to give diners a once in a lifetime experience because if you have this the right way it leaves you with a tingling sensation up and down your spine and a feeling of euphoria but several times chefs have gotten it wrong and several diners have been poisoned and when someone is poisoned they become completely paralyzed there are several instances in Japan where people have been poisoned and then declared dead. One person has woken up in the morgue seven days later. Another person came back to life after his coffin had been nailed shut. A lot of the instances of the poisoning from tetrodotoxin seem to very closely resemble the thing that was known as zombification. Now that he has seen this, things start making sense. The zombification process starts coming clearer and clearer and more and more into focus. So this zombie powder is administered to the victim by rubbing it onto their skin. After that, the person starts getting ill. He starts feeling the effects of this poisoning. They have nausea, they have fevers, they have body aches. At some point they get hospitalized, their condition worsens and eventually they're declared dead and buried. When they're buried, a few hours later, the Bokors dig them up, they revive them and then they're given a paste of a substance called Datura. Now Datura is an extremely potent and deadly drug in its own right. It's from the nightshade family and this drug, it the effects it has are these. It causes hallucinations, it causes anxiety, psychosis, delirium and depression. Basically having it is like going through a 12 to 14 hour waking nightmare. This drug is so awful and the effects of it are so terrible that countries don't even bother making it illegal because hardly anybody recommends doing it and the people who do do it never want to do it again. When the victim is given this paste, he falls into a stupor and then it causes confusion and anxiety and makes them easier to control. They are further kept under control by giving them a salt-free diet. Now this makes them lethargic, especially in the hot and humid conditions of Haiti. But as Wade Davis would slowly learn, the chemical part of this equation was just the starting point. What was the final piece in the puzzle was the cultural and psychological forces acting on the victim. And to understand this, you need to understand a little bit of the culture and history of Haiti itself. Haiti used to be a French colony. And in the 1600s, the French brought hundreds and thousands of enslaved people from West Africa to this country. 
they were forced to work in plantations which were usually sugarcane plantations and coffee plantations it's during this time that haiti became extremely prosperous they were one of the richest countries and one of the richest colonies of france and all of this wealth and prosperity is built on the backs of slaves who are driven cruelly and relentlessly to work in these plantations now the people who were enslaved they brought their own traditions and religions with them and it's these west african traditions which merged with christianity which fused with christianity to give rise to a new belief system called voodoo or as it's more popularly known voodoo this belief system was the system of the slaves and of course the slave owners didn't stand for it they tried to stamp it out but voodoo survived in fact it was very instrumental in banding the slaves together uniting them for rebellion the uprising of the slaves the rebellion of haiti took place which by the way is an amazing story in its own right and it took place between the years of 1791 and 1805 and at the end of this revolution the slaves had beaten the army of napoleon bonaparte himself it was one of the few or only slave rebellions that had been successful in world history and which is how voodoo became part of the very social fabric of haiti within voodoo zombification is extremely rare it's in fact a punitive ritual it's not done without reason it's the equivalent of the death penalty in voodoo culture and it's given to people who really deserve it so the way it works is that in several pockets of haiti there is the rule of law which exists side by side with the laws of voodoo so tribunals are set up locally which pass judgment and keep their communities in check and one of the things that they are able to do is pass a judgment of zombification now it's given to people like clavius narcissus who himself admitted that he was not a very good person before his zombification he had been a liability to the community he had not treated his kids well and he had also stolen land from his brother clavius narcissus believes that his brother took the case to bocos and after hearing it the bocos decided that clavius narcissus was to be made a zombie basically what this comes down to is that once the bokors decide that you will be a zombie it's not a 100% reliable often times people succumb because the poison is too much or they suffocate in the coffin itself but it succeeds enough times for it to be true and for the people of haiti to truly fear it so that was what wade davis felt was happening in haiti and that's how the zombies were being created this however was not without dispute there were several people who tried to replicate davis's findings in laboratories but it didn't really pan out as he theorized he was also criticized for being present while these grave robberies were happening now davis counters by saying that this zombie powder is 
not an exact science and even small variations in the final concoction can have very differing results and it's also extremely hard to study because this powder still remains a very closely guarded secret within Haiti so the debate is still raging there is no conclusive answer as to this is exactly how a zombie is made but to understand what Wade Davis was theorizing we have to return to the case of Clavius Nassis here was a man who truly believed that he was a zombie so what made him believe that beyond the chemicals we must also look at his perspective imagine growing up in Haiti imagine growing up within the voodoo faith of understanding and accepting its various spiritual aspects and knowing that the punishment for grave wrongdoing was being killed and raised from the grave and yet choosing to harm the community and yet choosing to do the wrong thing. For several years, nothing happens. And then one day, it starts. You get a fever. Pain starts shooting up and down your body. You're gagging and throwing up and eventually you start seeing this crimson splatter on the floor. You rush to a hospital. You're becoming paralyzed. Your heart is slowing. And as this is happening, you realize that the doctors are doing their best to save you, but they're getting more and more frantic as they attempt, but you're not responding. You see that they are pronouncing you dead, that your sister has seen your face and has seen your lips turn blue and she's crying. You want to leap off this table and comfort her, but you can't. Your body was once an instrument and now it's a cage. Try as you might, it's out of your will. You're frozen in place, but you're well aware of everything that's happening. You are aware and awake when you are being buried in the ground as the coffin is being nailed shut and you want to scream and tell them stop, but you can't. Solemnly, they put you in the ground. You can hear the thud of the mud as it drops onto your coffin. And then there's darkness and silence. The oxygen is thinning. In this void, there is no time, there is no space. You don't know after how long. You suddenly start hearing activity and noise. The mud is lifted and then there's scratching as someone breaks open the coffin. And then you see your worst fears come true. You see the face of a bokor and his henchmen. And you realize that in a few short moments, you are going to be a zombie. They revive you, they give you a paste and as you take this paste in, you start seeing visions of hell. You start seeing dead people, monsters, blood oozing from walls. You're talking to a relative that you know is long dead. This, you think, is probably the fate of sinners like you. A fate worse than death. And then slowly, you forget who you are and what brought you to this place. And all that's left is a vacant, shuffle-footed, thought-free zombie. And that's the story of the Haitian zombie. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then please leave 
a like and a comment if there are other stories like this or any other kind that you would like me to cover then also leave them in the comment section below as usual every single episode of second hand stories is shot in front of a live audience all of these people have been reanimated personally by me and if you would like to join them all you have to do is become a member of the channel that's it from this episode until next time take care and bye bye